Hi, my name's Rebecca Hemmings. I'm a business owner and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. I know how it feels to face grave adversity and feel like there's no way out. I also know a way out is totally possible for the most part. Here, I share stories about how people found their power in the face of adversity. This podcast is about feeling, connection and hope. This is the Time to Glow Up podcast. Okay, um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Time to Glow Up podcast. It has been a while. Um, over a year, I was just saying to Natasha that it's, yeah, it's taken a while. Why? Because, um, what can I say? I'm a lone parent. I um, run a business. I, uh, you know, we came out of lockdown. This, this podcast um it, it thrived during lockdown because i had the time so um hopefully now that things are more settled there'll be more regularity but i'm just keeping it real um but i'm really excited because what's brought me back really is this book and now you can't see it if you're not um watching this but the book is but you can't see it also because my background's in the way the book is um finding me by viola davis so what i did a few weeks ago is I put out a call to my friends and my, my contacts on Instagram and I said, look, I've read this book. I need to talk about it. Um, you know, if you've read it, I mean, it literally has, it came out, what, I think two days when I said that. So I understand it's quite new for a lot of people. Um, but I said, look, I want to discuss it. I have this. I have to talk about this book. And so the only person who'd come back and read the entire book was my friend <laughs> Natasha. So, um, and that's absolutely fine because I want to have a conversation. I think what I didn't want this to be was me just coming on, talking about what I felt. I felt as though this needed to be, we needed to engage and to just mm, give this book some justice. So anyway, hello, Natasha. Hi, hi. <laughs> How are you today? You know, I'm well. I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, I was sort of kind of pondering, okay, what is it that, about the book that I'm going to raise? Yeah. But there's a lot to talk about. So. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So um, first I should say, spoiler alert, if you haven't read this, we will probably give away um, some aspects of the book. Now, we're not trying to tell you the entire plot, well, plot, narrative, um, but there obviously will be spoilers. So um, just bear that in mind. I'm not saying that you won't be able to read it and get lots out of it. I must say, actually, before reading the book, I watched Oprah's in interview with Viola. Did you see that? I didn't, actually. And I kind of I didn't wasn't encouraged to watch it either, although I love Viola yeah. and I like her for things. Yeah. I just didn't feel that way. But having read the book, I want to watch the interview now. I think that's a better way of doing it. Um, read, yeah, read the book first and then watch the interview mm. because I felt... There was no spoiler alert, Oprah, I'll just let you know. But I thought as though a lot was given away. And even though I still gained lots from reading it uh, and listening to it, because I listened to it when I couldn't read it. I, I was just so on this book. Um, yes, yeah, so I felt like a lot was given away, but I felt that the best interview was um, the Breakfast Club one. She All right. was so yes. raw. Yeah. 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 Go, go did. Much. You did see it. Yes, I, I saw the Breakfast Club interview, yes. and uh, after watching that interview, I knew straight away, get the book. I was wasn't in a position to actually physically get the book, but I listened to an audible, so. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. all right, let's, let's get into it. So, um, um, firstly, I, I guess the question is, 
what was, and this is how I'm doing it. This is the questions are to me and to you, right? So um, what was your overall impression of the book? My overall impression of the book is, I've just come away and it's a very simple phrase that you hear. Uh, do I use the word thrown about a lot was, um, the underdog wins. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. what what I sort of came away with. Yeah. And that's such a simplistic way of saying um, the book was wonderful about a book that's so very complex, a life that was so very complex. Yeah, mm. yeah and I think it was amazing that she managed to put in so much, given the mm. fact that it was what, how many pages is it? Let's have a look. It's um, almost 300 pages and yeah. so much was packed in there. So absolutely, the yeah, the triumph of the, of the underdog, underdog is like, it's almost like an understatement when you've read what so she you. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. So uh, for me, I suppose my overall Im impression was I was just blown away by it. I just felt completely in inspired. I felt seen. I felt heard. And for me, it was a first for someone of her profile mm. um, to come out and to be so honest about what mm. her experience is of having grown up as a black female. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there are things I couldn't relate to and mm -hmm. I could only sympathize with, you know, the levels of poverty were crazy. And when I was reading the book I, I, and I listening to it, I have the opportunity by listening to it of stopping and yeah. going back. I'm mm -hmm. like, did she really just say that where she came from, I know people who have grown up in levels of poverty. I didn't grow up in a rich household myself, we were okay. But that took the cake for me in terms of what she described. It's yeah. it's really, it's vivid, it's yeah. graphic. So she draws you in with everything, but it's yeah. her story. It's so true and true for many others. That's what kind of hit me, like, yeah. can't believe. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think, I think it really helped with the audible version that she was reading the book because yeah. then you just feel it yes you know because yeah. I, I started I started with audible then I got the book started reading the book but then I was, like, I was missing her voice and yeah. I was like no I need to go back to the listening yeah. to her um plus someone has said to me if you want to get through a book quite quickly listen to, and really absorb the messages I mean it applies mm. more to non-fiction than, than to fiction but um mm. then read it and listen to it at the same time okay. so yeah that's partially what mm -hmm. I was doing as well but yeah mm -hmm. Um, the poverty levels were absolutely crazy. I think, what, what stood out for you in terms of the, the poverty? Did anything, I mean, obviously we were both quite shocked, but what mm -hmm. over and above anything else kind of made you think, whoa, that is madness? Um, all right, and you did already say to people, spoiler alert, so here we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it was really, just as you described initially, somebody of Viola's profile, this is, um, we see her in her roles, never ever imagining, uh, because she's obviously very um, well to do today, do you know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm, never mm -hmm. imagining that actually she comes from the belly, the depths of poverty. Can you imagine the worst of the worst? She live as in addition to her siblings and her parents mm. also in her home you almost part of the family members where the rats yeah. where the roaches do you know what i mean and just the horrific stories um around the not only the poverty but then the abuse yes. as well that witnessed for me it kind of shook me to my core and yeah. um, so much so 
this is where we go back to reread things and think, let me listen to her voice again, hearing yes. and inaudible. You can hear that pain. It yeah. is so true. And it's almost like it was happening at the present time. I could yeah. see what she was speaking about. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. It, the, the imagery was very vivid. And I think there is, I think mm. what didn't come with the book, which, you know, now because nowadays we're more conscious of mental health, Mm. Um, I think perhaps what could have come with the book was a trigger warning. I mean, I wasn't really triggered by anything, but I was shocked. Mm. And I so I imagine that somebody who's gone through, you know, real abuse, whether it's sexual, whether it's emotional from parents or mm. um, siblings, um, or even just having experience that level of poverty, that could also be a trigger. So I yeah. think, um, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I suppose it's about sales thing. I don't know, but I think maybe that should have come at the beginning that like, it's gonna be and, and also I don't want to put people off as well because I'm a person that doesn't like to read lots of sadness I say that yeah. as I um, my bookshelf behind me and it's got lots of stuff about racism on but yeah. certainly in terms of fiction I don't like yeah. to read something that's really going to bring me down but it's mm. because I knew that she's successful today and <laughs> so I knew obviously the ending was going to be a good ending but mm. um yeah, I think for, in terms of the poverty, what really stuck out for me was um, her walking through the snow with her mom and her sisters when they yeah. just, it was the height of winter, mom couldn't take it anymore, they couldn't go to school because they didn't, was it electricity yeah. that they didn't have and water, yeah. water so they couldn't be clean, um, mm. and the mom was just like, you know what, we just need to, I can't remember where they were walking to, but they felt, imagine in the middle of winter, really? you've got shoe, holes in the bottom of your shoes, but you've got mm -hmm. nothing for your children. And all you mm -hmm. can do is walk to try and find better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know, as you, as you say that, I think there's two other aspects as well that come to mind. So, um, and <laughs> I, I love the way in terms of the book is written, mm. but also she makes almost even in the bleakest of times mm. she brings out a sense of humor and i don't think it's intentional yeah, yeah. but it's it's almost like if you don't laugh you yeah, cry yeah yeah some yeah. of her um experience some of the things basically that happened to her yeah. it's thinking about the levels of poverty i'm, I'm really 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 sort of taken aback at how frank she was mm -hmm. these things you know she talks about wetting the bed up to the age of was it 14 or something oh, like yeah, that yeah. yeah sorry so in just in terms of that not, all, not just her all of her siblings but then she actually gives you the reason why this was happening yeah. in terms of do, does she get up in the night with the rats to go you know potentially yeah. attack her yeah. or whatever it is that they're asked they're nibbling on and her siblings so they they made a conscious decision we're gonna wet the bed we're yeah. not gonna get up in the night we'll get up in the morning and deal with it then but even then a family who has so little and they're yeah. not being able to actually effectively you know clean themselves mm. clean their things their belongings mm -hmm. um going to school looking at teachers as a saving grace that was a yeah. place where she clearly felt some comfort yeah. looked at these teachers and actually I don't blame the teachers for turning around later and saying to her you you stink and these are the people that she looked up to and, 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 and I, I get it because I've worked in schools where children have mm. smelt that way but mm. I think the way it came across in the book that it, that I, I think was a bit harsh you know uh, yeah, um I, I, I think they could have done it in a better way. And I think, I know mm. it was a different time, but I just feel as though the levels of shame that they were subjected mm. to, I just wondered if she wasn't black, 
where they would have been the same or whether they would have looked behind the, the reek, the rankiness and, mm. and thought, well, what's going on here? Because I mm. knew when I was working with children who had that sort of smell, things mm. are obviously not going well. Yeah, home. And yeah. then, so they were then signposted so they could be kept mm. an eye on. Mm. Again, I know it's a different time, but it just seems yeah. as though there was no, no sympathy. No, no, actually that's not entirely true. Because when the head teacher saw them walking through the snow, yeah, she yeah. cried because she could see the level yeah. of poverty. Yeah. I felt that sense of humanity. Yes. So, so I suppose that was also good to read, was that yeah. it wasn't always, I and mean, yes, there was racism in the book, but mm. it wasn't everybody. And at a time when mm. we know that racism was really rife in the US, mm. it was so good to know that there were just genuine, caring uh, white yeah. people who, yeah. you know, for, it wasn't, it was, they just felt the heart yeah. Of yeah. Viola and her family. I, I think just going back to I suppose my comments that you know I kind of I can understand where the teachers would, would have told you that she stinks. You're right. I would not have used those words in any way, shape, or form. I didn't actually think initially about hmm, had she not been the black child she was, and she describes herself as you know very dark. Mm. So we think about our own internal, you know, as a community issues that yeah. we have with colorism, yeah. as our own selves, but. Anyway, this is coming from, um, I think, a white teacher in an event. Yeah. But thinking about that, I 100% agree with you. Definitely a harsh way of saying it. But um, I, I think from what I can gather, listening to her, this has been compounding. Teacher was nice. Teacher yeah. was wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, after a period of time, that yeah. sort of image she had in her mind came crashing down. Yeah. You know, me. And, and I completely agree. Wrong words or the wrong way to say, say yeah. that, do you know what I mean? And how that yeah. then, she is a stoic character. And you know, not to say that um, she shouldn't feel pain. She clearly yeah. does, and she's yeah. expressed that a lot. But um, I don't know, I, I take my hat off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's difficult, it's difficult. But you brought up the, 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 the topic of colorism, which is quite huge. Mm. And I just think, I, I just, again, take my hat off to her because that was also, refreshing although, although it's hard to hear because I just don't feel I've heard it from someone at her level mm. not about the colorism she's faced within the industry within school within yeah I don't thought I don't think she faced it in her family but in the, in the community yeah. it's all about her level of darkness and yeah. then the level of self-loathing that she had yeah. because of that like I before this, my how I knew of Viola Davis was through um how to get away with murder. And mm. I think she's such a beautiful woman. It's such a refreshing thing mm. to see a darker skinned woman who could easily yeah. pass as my mom yeah. on TV. Like that was amazing. But to think that that woman had a sense of self-loathing because of the, mm. the anti-blackness. Let's let let's say what it really is, the anti-blackness yeah. that happens yeah. only within the wider society, but that happens within our own communities as well. It's a yeah. crying shame. She was yeah. a yeah. child. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree with you. And I suppose, I think that um, that theme of colorism, she, she deals with racism in the book and she has mm. done from the very beginning. But then uh, as a, for me, the opening that I do remember um, with her dealing with racism from the beginning involved a child who was also black. Mm -hmm. The Portuguese know, boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, 
this for her has been a constant from, I guess, early, early memories up until the present time today. Yeah. But for the fact that she um, has, you know, managed to achieve what she's achieved, she is where she is today. And she speaks about these things and now no doubt going to be giving a platform or at least, you know, some sort of um, signal or a nod to people just like her who mm -hmm. feel exactly the same way, yeah. haven't spoken much about it. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I, I'm wondering whether she realises just what she's done in terms of opening I, the floodgates now. I don't know, but I hope she does. I think she will, because I think, mm. it, like you say, it does give people now that opening, that language to speak mm. about this. Mm. Because, yes, we're only getting to the point now where we can, well, openly talk about racism. So, you know, in the workplace, we can talk about racism. We're not there yet with colorism. No, no. So how do you begin to even have that yeah. conversation, you yeah. know? And, and I noticed actually, in, I, so I went back and I watched um, the last series of How to Become, um, How to Get Away with Murder. And, yeah. um, and I noticed that they didn't put as much makeup on her in the last series. And so she, she did come across darker and I just thought, even that, you know, she's been doing that for quite a few years. And only the times when she would, you know, completely take off her makeup and take off her wig in itself was amazing. Mm. Um, apart from that, her makeup always tended to lighten her skin. Yes. And so I think it's a very dishonest thing to do. And I'm not, not blaming um, Viola. I'm not, in a way, I'm, I guess, what am I saying? Were, were they justified in doing that because they knew people didn't like seeing her? dark-skinned woman on tv it, it's, you know? it's really interesting because she, she talks about um points in how to get away with murder and i remember watching that show religiously but she talks about a point when she within the show and her mom were having to deal with demons her i think her mom was played by cecily tyson in the show yeah. Yeah. and um she was literally i suppose um ripping apart the the script in terms of how the producers saw somebody going through that trauma yeah. still looking beautiful as a black woman yeah. still looking beautiful still yeah. you know very well put together and she rubbished that and, and that was at the point where in the book she speaks about taking off the wig Mm -hmm. taking off the makeup mm -hmm. and actually feeling the pain not mm -hmm. only just in character she mm -hmm. could relate because that was her pain yeah. in real life yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? mm -hmm. watching it again again i could because i've always thought oh my gosh she's an amazing actress like i yeah. feel her pain but yeah. clearly now i get it she's she's mm -hmm. reliving a lot of that stuff makes yeah. complete sense um and you know we've brought up trauma quite a few times and she mentioned the fact that she went to therapy for seven years I wonder having had that deep level of trauma for most of her life it seems will she ever I mean I, I know they say that when you go to therapy you're never cured you're never just mm -hmm. you know fixed balls isn't it but, it has to do with stuff yeah yeah I just wonder how how healed she is because I remember I remember on the um Oprah in interview she just said I just want to be happy indicating that she's still not happy even given everything that yeah. she's got. Do you know, it's funny, um, just before I read Viola's book or listened to Viola's book, I read a book called um, What Happened to You? Mm. Um, it's a book where Oprah is a voice in the book where she talks about her experiences growing up, but actually this in conjunction with um, a larger voice, which is via a psychologist, professor, person, mm. looks at things that happened in the brain. And this person talks about actually experiencing trauma, which is why I think about Viola's book, experiencing trauma, um, between the age between birth and to and the age of three or 
very early on in life you and and then after the age of three having had a you may have a successful wonderful happy you know experience from there and i never experienced trauma again mm -hmm. in comparison to somebody who has a wonderful life up until maybe say the age of 10 11 yeah. then yeah. goes on to experience a few years, years of trauma um, how that person who experienced trauma at 10, 11, by age 12, no more trauma, is actually likely to come out better than the person who experienced trauma very early on. And yeah. I think it's the fact that you're saying your brain, the conditioning, um, yeah. you are it, it's the programming, knowing how to, how, how to self-regulate. Yeah. And even as an adult and as successful as she is, and looking back, thinking about her book, she still speaks about the trauma that continued in, up to the, her father's death, yeah. even if not directly for her, indirectly via her family members, the things she saw and experienced, yeah. the um, drug abuse, the things that, you know, they couldn't really break yeah. from these vices. Yeah, yeah and that, 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 I suppose I was left with that as well. The fact that, yeah, she's come out and she's, you know, she's doing all these wonderful things, but in a way, is she really free because mm. she's still tied to her family she's still obviously very loyal to her family she supports her family but she can't mm. live their lives for them no. they're still affected by that trauma to the point where it seems like she, as they give her money it's been sort of in a vacuum uh, yeah gosh no wonder she says i still you know i want to be happy how can you be happy when yeah. you're still having yeah. to deal with your family's trauma Yes, and, and and that's I mean that's really difficult, tricky and difficult. I just wonder how do you become free of that? How mm -hmm. do you maintain that sense mm -hmm. of self? How do you completely become independent because she isn't? Yeah, yeah. she's mm -hmm. she's still very much a part of that traumatic unit. Yes, bonded yeah. through love, yeah. but it's still traumatic. Yeah, it's very sad, and I know that you know. It's going to be the experience of a lot of people. A lot of people, mm. particularly from the black community, have been yes. brought up in very traumatic circumstances who will never get to, unfortunately, the position that Viola has got to. Mm. Yeah. I just wonder what are some of the mechanisms? I mean, therapy is obviously a, a great way through, but what are some of the other coping techniques she uses? And actually, actually, I think I'm gonna answer that question myself because I was having discussion, this discussion with another friend and I was saying that I think her acting is also a form of therapy. I can relate to that um, because I came up acting, doing theatre, so I could relate to yeah. a lot of what she was saying. And it gives you a voice. It yes. enables you to speak through your pain. It gives you somewhere just to do something with all that mm -hmm. angst, that anger, that stress, that the demons. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I think there is some, you know, I pose this question and I'll see what you think about it as well. Like, you know, a lot of black people um, were in the entertainment field, were in sports. And I wonder, I know obviously, yes, partially, partially the entertainment thing was about, um, you know, we were seen as the jesters and the entertainers, the masters. But yes. apart from that, I think another reason why so many of us enter those fields is because it's a form of trauma release. It enables us to, you know, physically, we know that mm -hmm. told, if you're feeling stressed, you know, do some exercise. You know, theatre does the same thing. So yeah. I don't know what are your thoughts on that. That's just my little it's theory. It's interesting you say that, you know, because it's, it's those endorphin releases, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? One way or another, you're going to, um, you got in whatever way you do that, you're going to express, you're going to exhale, you're going to put your mind also elsewhere, because I suppose if you're doing something yeah. of, you know, um, 
quite rigorous, quite, um, it's going to require a lot of you. Your mind also is going to be able to, I suppose, momentarily perhaps disassociate with whatever trauma it is you're experiencing, have experienced, and focus on whatever it is that's in front of you. But thinking about mechanisms for her coping as well, one of the things that struck me was um, essentially it's I would term it an accountability partner, which mm. ends up being her husband. Oh, um, I love when her husband came into yeah. her life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, she describes their relationship. And I'm not even thinking about the romance. Yeah. It is just such a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. This person who is real regarding mm-hmm. his approach with her his openness with her, but then allows her to be real with him, but yeah. we tell her to get her ass up. Yeah. <laughs> or do this, do you know what I mean? Very real. And she prayed for him and she got what she prayed yes. for. I mean, yes. come on, if that's not a reason for black women everywhere to read this book, yeah. I don't know what is, you know? Yeah. And when we think we mentioned the prayer as well, it, it brought me back to the point in time when she said that um, at one occasion she saw her mom being beat, being unable to stop the dad from beating the mom. Um, and she went to pray, God, take me away from the situation. This was at the age of, I don't know, maybe 10 or something like that. Um, not And then right, we're opening her eyes. I'm still yeah. in the same place. Same yeah, thing still so happening. Sad. There is no God at that point in time. Yeah. But then years later on, she's brought to a point where, okay, I'm going to try this prayer then and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. She talks about now being baptized. I'm like, this woman's life is phenomenal. When yeah. I say phenomenal, I'm talking yeah. about um the layers, yeah. the layers yeah. that she has, the- and the realizations that she has she had. So even with that one, she said she realized later that he did answer her prayers, just not in the time in which she yes. wanted it to come. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. oh, like I mean, because yes. come on, like how much how sad must that little girl have mm. been to open oh, her eyes and she's still in this horrific situation mm. where her mum is getting beat mm. to almost to the point of death and for me she doesn't even just say my dad beat my mum today oh you know he hit my mum the descriptions mm-hmm. are so 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 vivid yeah. and I, I can see this woman's face yeah. blooded I can see he's you know trying to kill her throwing this throwing that I can literally see and I think about in hearing the book in hearing her read the book the mm-hmm. annotation in her voice mm-hmm. and it's like she's reliving it all over again yeah. the pain she must have felt in doing that yeah. um yeah I I I off to her you know but do I do you know what I mean I couldn't even imagine I can't even imagine because that's not been my story yeah I, mm. I just think I, I so admire her ability to forgive her parents her dad in particular mm-hmm. you know um, I imagine that brought her a massive amount of, of healing. And, and gosh, I can't imagine the strength it took to get to the point where she could say that I forgive you. Yeah. For all yeah. of that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. We, we've got to kind of wrap this up. But before I do that, um, I suppose what the question I want to ask is what was the part of the book? that resonated with you the most what what bit do you just hold on to and think wow I'm so glad I read that book for this part um I think more than anything her tenacity she spoke about very early on her her sister um Diane Mm. so well, didn't live with them initially they were raised in a different part of the south but um well raised one was raised in the south and they were raised in some part of New York um in any event it was about the fact that her sister said to her, you, you will not grow up and with, you know, not having an education, you will not grow yeah. up 
and live in poverty such as this as they've experienced all their adult all their child child lives yes. and early adulthood lives to be fair mm -hmm. and literally I think as well not only that, it's the fact that she's such an um, intelligent educated articulate yeah. woman so mm -hmm. even if you took away acting she has a an amazing education which she's yes. thrown herself into which she's thrown herself into at any cost because yes. she knew that this was not the life that she could afford to have she can't afford to live the way her mother lived yes. um, experiencing what her mother experienced god yes. god only knows what would happen to her you know has she physically herself lived yeah. that very same life yeah and and that's it isn't it like you know because i remember someone else telling me about this it's actually marvarine cole who went to go and interview viola davis mm. about this book and she says that you know what she was left with was that you know if you know if she can get out of what she got out, out of then you know we all have no excuse yeah. but i think what it was for viola was that drive to never yeah. go back yeah. to that place of poverty yeah. that's some serious yeah. motivation absolutely you've come from nothing you've come from and I, I hate to say nothing but that was the reality she tells us that she came from yes there was there was love from mom but mom didn't mom was busy mom didn't have the, the time to give them the one-on-one -on -one yeah she started to come from a huge family um but nonetheless she has made sure that basically whatever her sister instilled in her and her sister not her mum, mm. not yeah. her dad. She carried that like a flame and led the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, for me, the the bit that I'm left with the most, that's, yeah, that's impacted on me the most, was when she went to Africa. Um, and actually, I'm not even sure if she said which part of Africa she went to. Um, mm. South Africa. Um, was it? Was it? Was it? You know, I could if I say the Gambia, I could be making that up. You know, I don't I think be it was that. because I would have remembered because mm. I've been to the Gambia. I feel like it was South Africa, but I don't, I'm not sure. Mm. But okay. it's when she went to the motherland and mm. she just yeah. found herself. Yeah, she found herself in Africa. Mm. She found herself through the textbooks. Yeah. She found herself through the people. She found herself yeah. in the form of acting. She found herself in the environment. She was at home and i suppose why it also impacted me is because i felt that when i first went to the gambia um, I, yeah. I am at home yeah. i am with my people and there's no i mean she did a very good job at trying to describe it but there's what? no words i can come up with or find in the english language that can explain that sense of belonging that you feel yeah. when yes. when well for me and of course for viola when you yeah. experience going home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was accepted she was seen yeah. and yeah I just felt like it was almost like she'd been in a, a, a desert all her life you know thirsty starving and finally yeah. she found a feast and it wasn't a mirage it was real mm -hmm. it fed mm -hmm. her it was her nutrient and that I yeah. feel is what gave her the energy to go back finish yeah. I think it was Juilliard yeah. she went to and yeah. all the amazing things it kind of gave her that extra boost yes you're right you're right i suppose as you say that it was it was that catalyst it was a marked moment that the way she explained it for her came back she was a new woman mm -hmm. new mindset, that knew everything and from here on out she was focused how in any event this was the fuel that she needed yeah absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely so yeah if you haven't been to africa listeners <laughs> you need to go you need to go um 
Okay, so I'm going to bring this to a close because we really could talk about this for a long, long time. Um, yeah. But I suppose um, just one final quick question. If the, I think, I personally think all black women should read this book. Um, mm -hmm. If you share that sentiment, mm -hmm. um, could you give, do you, first is the first question, do you share that sentiment? Yes, yes, I absolutely do. Um, so my question is, for what reason? Why should okay. black women go and get this book? Uh, the reason I, I, I think I would recommend this book, the reason I know I would recommend this book, is there are so many colours in the book um, demonstrating or illustrating the stages of her life, the things that she's been through. Mm. And you may not have gone through that, but you've, at some point in time, being human, have dealt with periods of sadness for whatever reason it may be. Mm. But actually, there's another side to that as well. Um, the tenacity they basically that she displays in the book that she speaks about, and she may not call it tenacity, she was trying to survive. Mm. It is much needed life, it's breath, it's, it's wonderful. Such a wonderful book. Yeah, so colourful. Yeah, and I will mm. add to that. I think what I think what black women will take away from this, above being seen and being heard, is mm. that the bravery to tell one's story. Often mm. we're told, you know, you know, keep your business to yourself, or you know, yeah. hush, don't say anything. And it's yeah. those secrets that keep us sick. You know, yes. we're dying from our secrets. And I'm not saying <laughs> oh, tell your business to every single body, but I'm yeah. saying there are channels through which you can tell your story, yeah. whether it whether it's like a, through a book like Viola, whether it's in therapy, whether it's in your journal, whether it's just confiding mm -hmm. in a trusted friend. I think mm. it gives you the strength to speak and also to be inspired mm. to yes. know that, the, you know what, for real, she went through some crazy hardships one yeah. after another, even as an adult mm -hmm. stuff was still okay. happening i imagine mm -hmm. still is happening mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. are perfect but she always managed to find a way and i think yeah. that in itself given who she is as a dark-skinned black woman i have to say that mm -hmm. because you know I, I imagine if she was light-skinned her experience i'm not saying it would be easier full stop would have been she may not yeah. have gone through a lot of the things well she certainly wouldn't have faced colorism in the way that mm -hmm. violence did um mm -hmm. so i think um, it just gives you that sense of hope. Yes. And I think, especially in this time, what we need is hope. So go read the book, all right? So <laughs> Finding Me by Viola Davis. Now, before we go, um, Natasha, you are also a very inspiring businesswoman, and oh, I've bought you. products from you. So I think um, now is the time to shout about what it is you do and, where, and tell people where they can find you. Okay, so um, we're still in early stages. I run a business, NGR Passion Blends, where I make hair care and skin care predominantly for um, people within the Black community, but not solely. In any event, um, there is, I also customise products for um, people who come to me. They may have specific issues. Um, so we'll talk about what it is that's going on, and I'll have a look at what I would recommend for them, it, whether it's on my product line or not. You can find me on Instagram preferably as... Pardon, but preferably on her line uh, you know by her products yeah <laughs> yes please yes please <laughs> yeah um <laughs> you can find me on instagram uh, predominantly as ngr passion blends otherwise if you're missing that look for nat tash also on um, instagram as well um also on facebook has ngr passion blends as well so there you go n for norman g for <laughs> okay so i'll make sure that the link, the link is included but i just want to thank you so much for thank having this conversation you. with me i needed to get it out yes and, and we've done that so thank you and no, guys welcome. 
thank you so much for listening. Um, th there will be more. Um, if you've got um, ideas for topics, get in touch, send me a DM. Um, if you want to come on as a guest and you've got something inspiring to say, because it's always, it's always, always about the glow up. Okay. It's, it's how we work through adversity. Okay. So you're going to go, come on and moan. Maybe that wouldn't be good. But if you, if you once upon a time moaned, but now things, you know, you're working your way through that and things are, you know, you're doing quite well, then, then get in touch. All right. Thank you, Natasha. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.